Welcome to Unboxed, brought to you by Favored by the Father Ministries. I am Barbara Brion, your host. During this episode and each episode, our guests will share how they stepped out of their comfort zone to become unboxed and move toward the fulfillment of their purpose. Our guest today is Sharon Torado. She likes to go by the nickname Libby. I believe she's in the state of Florida and Libby is an entrepreneur and wellness coach. Hey. Hey. (laughs) She talks about art. She talks about mindfulness, poetry, uh, the community of poets. Poetry is not dead and mental health awareness. I know that she and I are both uh, in a LinkedIn group called Personal Development and Wellness, dealing with mental health, self-help, and self-improvement. It's a network. Uh, a few months ago, I reached out to her and I wanted to connect with podcasters as I was about to launch something brand new. And she accepted my request. And here we are today. Hi, Libby. Thanks for being here. Happy to be here. Great. I want to uh, begin by asking some questions that I ask all of my guests so that those who are listening in will understand that we're just going to talk about being unboxed. And so how would you identify or describe yourself? Give your 30 second unique identity to everyone to know who you are. So um, as you said, my name is Sharon. And one thing that people don't know too much about me, I recently found out that I was on the autism spectrum. And I was 26, 27 years old. And it came to me as a shock a little bit because I always knew I was a little bit quirky, but the, it kind of confirmed with me that it wasn't that something was off about me. It was just that I was wired a little different. And so from there, I kind of started realizing that uh, how everything else in my life fell into place to where I am right now. And being more gentle with myself and being more patient with myself has definitely been something that I have been working on. And so that's why I preach and I talk to people all about mental health awareness and to be gentle with themselves and patient because we can be our worst critic. We can be our biggest critic. And that is something that we got to kind of switch the paradigm there to where we're our own best friend and we love ourselves to where once we love ourselves, we're going to be able to love people the way we love ourselves, too. I love the way you put that. Um, I'm just excited about understanding more about uh, identity. And it begins with knowing self. And from my dealings with you in this virtual space that we do share, I would have never thought that autism would have been a tag that someone would put on you. But you're navigating those territories, and that's a wonderful thing. Where did you grow up? Um, I was born in Sanford, Florida. But then when I was about six months old, my parents moved to Massachusetts. So I lived in Lawrence, Massachusetts up until I was 10. So in 2006, I moved back to Florida, back to Sanford, too. So I've been here since. Oh, sounds sounds great. I uh, have uh, relatives that live in Florida. So next time I come down that way, I'll wave at you from the plane. That sounds awesome. <laughs> As you reflect on your life and go back to your childhood years, maybe your teen years, 
what would you say was your passion in life? Where'd you live and, and uh, how did that all come together to affect who you have become? Okay. So at the, at the time I was living in Stanford, but it was like, if you cross the street, it was a different city called Lake Mary. And during my childhood and teen years, I was passionate about being helpful. I would always find ways to participate in the community and bring people together. Um, one time I gathered up about 20 of my friends. We rode the train to the city, to Orlando, and we had an adventure. I made sure everyone stayed together and we made it back home safely. And it was a nice change of pace, even though we had no business traveling without an adult present. It was funny because people would just tell their parents they were with me and somehow they believed I was mature enough to make the good choices and all stuff. And it, we just went to the mall. We went to Altamont and we went to Orlando. And so then we just made it back home, made sure everyone ate and all that stuff. But we just kind of like got up together and went on a nice little trip. And so that ability to pull people together, even at a young age, I'm imagining that you're still doing that in a more mature way in this part yes. of your life. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Wonderful. Yes. Tell us about the happiest moment in your life. Um, a happiest moment of my life. I, this question, I was looking at it, I was like, hmm, have I had that moment yet? And then, so I was saying that I don't think I've had that happiest moment in my life yet, but I've had happy moments. I know that as life goes, many more things are going to come to top them. But as of right now, I can say my happiest moment was when I reached one year of reading the Bible daily and I just kept going. And so by now, with one to two missed days, I've been reading the Bible daily for almost 40, four years, almost <laughs> almost at 40. Um, and then recently, my happiest moment was getting all A's in my first semester for my Ph.D. program. Perfectly wonderful. Tell us what program you're entering. There's so many PhDs you can earn. I know it's uh, it was between six programs and then I resonated more with communication. So I'm doing it on communication. The program is about three years long and it's at Liberty University. I'm actually wearing one of the T-shirts they gave me. Go Virginia. I am currently in uh, Tappahannock, Virginia myself right now. So I recognize Liberty University as being a Virginia school. And so yeah. congratulations on that choice. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah wow. I like the Christian-centeredness of it. Christian-centered is, is wonderful yeah. uh, because, you know, that is a platform upon which I stand. Uh, as you see those butterflies escaping the box uh, to flutter freely, in the air. It's all about that direction of purpose that God has in store for all of us. So what do you consider to be your ultimate purpose? Do you have any regrets? No, I actually don't. Um, everything that I've been through has brought me to this point ultimately. And all the lessons I've learned, I feel like I needed to learn those lessons. All of that was for character development and it helped me be a better person. It helped me um, help other people be better people. And anything that was causing any type of sadness or depression in my life, it was all to move me. And so that wouldn't be too comfortable and stay stagnant. Because I feel like if you're too comfortable, you don't see the reason to move and to get out of your way to do something different. And so when you're uncomfortable and God makes you uncomfortable, it that means he's shifting you into a new place to where you're going to want something different. You're going to want to see things differently. And you can be 
thankful and grateful for what you have and still want to pursue more because it's just a part of the process. So when you identify a specific purpose, perhaps as you look through you ending your PhD program and moving on into whatever is next, what's on horizon for you? What is your future? Um, uh, so with me currently working on the PhD in communication, um, I'm entering the new semester in two weeks and, and I'll be co-hosting on a podcast called it's a rap podcast. So between this, uh, there's so many other projects that I'm also working on simultaneously with my poetry, business ventures and personal development. But I feel like the ultimate purpose is to channel and uplift vibrations of the universe. So I want to help people who feel like there's nothing left. Like if their light is dim, I want to help them change their light bulb so that they can see a new light. So they can see that there is a path in front of them that they can continue going in, that it will lead them somewhere. The analogy that you just put forth about changing your light bulb is yeah. so fantastic. And I can see how I can use that even myself as I talk to people one-on-one -on -one or maybe even in groups. Yeah. Who knows? It may flow out of my mouth as I'm doing a sermon on Sunday. We never know. What advice would you give to the younger you? And maybe something you wish you knew um, five, 10 years ago. I would not say 15. I will stop at five mm -hmm. or 10. The younger you. What advice would you give to someone that might be wanting to pursue a path like the one you've taken? I would tell my younger self to stay on track and just follow through and to let whatever needs to leave my life to leave so I can become aligned with my purpose and that it's not my plan, it's God's plan. Perfectly stated. Perfectly stated because it has God's purpose and God's plan and the word alignment is key and critical. Am I hearing you correctly with that? Yes. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to uh, tell us uh, about yourself? Any information you'd like to share? Anything in any direction in regard to being unboxed, a time when you stepped outside of a box for sure and um, actually just jumped right out of your comfort zone? Yes. Um, so a crucial time I stepped out of the box was when COVID started and we were issued the um, the mandatory quarantine. And so I had to start working from home. And in this moment, I made major life decisions that did not make a lot of sense to me at the time. But now I see how I was divinely guided to just change my life at that moment. In that moment, I ended a five, almost five year dead end relationship. I became independent and I started my master's program at Full Sail University. And this led me back into poetry. I became an ordained minister and I started my entrepreneurship. You have done a lot and it looks like you're only 15 years old. You don't have to tell us your age, <laughs> but you've packed in a lot. And so as we talk about stepping outside of a box, you've, you've explained that really, really quite well. So as God continues to dump the puzzle pieces out and you continue to navigate your way through this abyss called life, I, uh, I just pray with you for all that God would have for you. So now let's fast forward. If you could dare to think of a legacy that you want to leave, when you think about your 
children, grandchildren, and let's fast forward to great grandchildren. In the years to come, what wisdom would you pass on to them about being unboxed? I would let them know that we've come a long way. <laughs> it's like definitely there are always things coming to be an obstacle, to be a distraction, to lead us astray. And having staying the course is so worth it. And I want to be the living proof that this is worth it because I did it all with love and with a God who is so real. And I would tell them not to chase perfection and to focus on progression. Um, the last thing I would tell them is to be themselves because that's exactly who God created them to be. Tell me more about that perfection and progression, because I think people need to hear a little bit more about that. That's important. I um, started hearing about it on Facebook. Um, I'm always watching um, some services, like there'll be like snippets. And when you expect perfection, you're expecting your plan to follow through the way that you want it to fall through. And when you're just progressing, you're allowing yourself room for mistakes. You're allowing yourself room to grow and to kind of just breathe and it doesn't need to be done in a set way. It doesn't need to be done at the exact time that you wish for it to be done. If we give each other or give yourself space, you're going to see that all the things you've done, is going to just kind of like go on top of it, one another. And you're going to be moving up on a stairway and you're going to think, Whoa, I'm not where I used to, where I was standing before. I'm like in a better position now. And that's because you're progressing and you weren't too focused on it being perfect because I don't think that perfection really exists. So to have that expectation for yourself, it's just a lot of pressure. And then we crumble under the pressure and then we get so upset. We get out of, bent out of shape when we don't reach that, um, that expectation that we set for ourselves instead of just being happy that we showed up. And every single day, the way we show up is different. But if you show up at all, you're already moving forward. It sounds wonderful to me. And we know that the, the perfection, the perfect state is that which we are complete in God. We're complete through the love of Jesus Christ. And so this is just great stuff. And I want to have you back where you can talk to us some more about who you are. In particular, I want you to talk uh, more the next time about your poetry. Okay. And so we'll spend a segment, if you have time, in your degree program talking about some poetry. How's that sound? I would love to. That'd be fun. Oh, great. Uh, so how can the listeners connect with you? I am mostly on all social media. The main page is going to be my Instagram at Libby Alien. So that's L-I-B-B-Y and then Alien. And then um, I'm also, I also have a website and that's where you'll find all the information for my poetry and everything that I've been working on, um, my services that I offer for my, the ordained minister, and that will be on the poetlibby.life. That sounds great. And um, we'll make sure that the listeners get that specific information. This has been just absolutely wonderful to uh, see you in person and to chit chat with you a little bit before we started. 
And is there anything else that you want to share um, based on your experience, how you suggest our listeners can address challenges that would prevent them from stepping out of the box? How can they address challenges? Honestly, I the way, the way that I um, kind of like face anything is head on. Um, you can't really avoid it. Avoiding it only leads you to kind of going into a different direction. And when you face things head on, you are able to not only take accountability for how you, you took place in reaching this point, and sometimes the accountability could be good and bad. You're taking accountability for showing up, which is good. And then anything that could have happened or anything, any challenges that happen, are you, you can't blame yourself. So you, you have to remind yourself it's not your fault. These things happen and everything has a purpose. So since everything has a purpose, not it's not coincidence and it's divine and people need to have a different perspective just about how challenges are and the challenges mostly help you kind of become stronger and have a better endurance in life so that when you get to a certain point, you're going to see that you're kind of like, what is that word called? Um, when you make that comeback, that comeback mm -hmm. is going to be greater than when you fell because now you're wiser. You're not starting in the starting point. You're starting in the middle and you're almost close to the finish line. This has been absolutely wonderful. Sharon Torado, better known as Libby. We thank you so very, very much for being a part of our podcast today. Um, we're just excited and I'll stay excited as I ask our listeners to join us for another 30 minute podcast episode of Unbox Experiences. We will be posting our podcast on Thursdays at three Eastern Standard Time. Until then, Pursue your purpose and remain favored by the Father. In a world where faith takes root and blossoms, comes a journey of growth like no other. Blooming for Christ a captivating exploration of spirituality and the remarkable parallels between a plant's journey and our own. Just as a seed must germinate to become a thriving plant, our spiritual timeline begins with a single decision. Through the insightful words of Reverend Barbara Brian, this book takes you on a transformative quest, a journey of growth that echoes the stages of a plant's life. From the tender shoot of a young believer bravely facing the world, to the full bloom of faith experiences shared and cherished. As seeds of faith are sown, new believers are nurtured, and the cycle continues just as God intended. But the journey doesn't end there. As the plant matures, so does the believer, becoming God's chosen harvester in gardens of divine purpose. Reverend Brian's guidance rooted in scripture and wisdom gently leads you through the seasons of your spiritual life. Join us on this journey of discovery and renewal, a journey that unveils the beauty of your faith and the transformative power of God's love. Blooming for Christ, embrace your season of growth and let your faith bloom. Available now.